0: happy sunday welcome back to it bees like that now if you guys haven't noticed i am now on spotify so not only am i on podbean but spotify too um, i'm working on getting into youtube um, i'm gonna do the youtube podcast thing um but i just don't know i feel weird about it uh like it's supposed to be a video right but it's not it's just a picture with audio That just feels weird to me. So anyway, hopefully I'll have that up soon. Um, I'm working on making one for Facebook. Because I know that there's been a lot of people on my Facebook. Who are a little bit older. And say, hey, can you put this on Facebook? Because I don't have anything else. And I understand. Um, So if you guys have any other suggestions or places. That you would want to see my podcast. Please let me know. Um, Now that I have this... I also have a, um, it's called an RSS link, which means that I can essentially put it on any platform, so if you guys have any that you enjoy listening to that I'm not on, just let me know. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Today's episode is on mobility aids. Mobility aids are also called ambulation devices. That was something that I didn't know, um, so I'm assuming there's lots of other people that didn't know that either, um... But anyway, according to Wikipedia, a mobility aid is a device designed to assist walking or otherwise improve the mobility of people with a mobility impairment. So essentially, if you have a hard time walking, this will help you. Um, Pretty self-explanatory, but I wanted to include that. There is actually several different kinds of mobility aids. Um, I will not actually be able to list all of them because every time that I would make a list I would see that there was another one and another one and another one. So this is just a few that I saw um, some of the more prevalent ones and then a few of the other ones that you really wouldn't think of being a mobility aid but it is. Um, So here is the list. Uh, Wheelchairs, electric wheelchairs, scooters, walkers, canes, crutches, Prosthetic devices, orthotic devices, rollators, leg braces, and stair lifts are all used to help people get around and live life like a normal person. Um, But actually the most popular one is canes. Um, They're the most used for a large majority of disabilities and mobility problems in general. Um, I know a few people that actually use canes. One of them is actually my sister who also wrote in today. So you guys will get to hear from her. Um and then I have another story lined up from a website that I found. Um I know that I was waiting on a couple more stories, and you guys can still send those and I will include them in another episode. Um, but I figured that this was probably enough information just for today. I don't want to bombard you guys like I did with that one mini episode. <laughs> um Anyway, back to canes, um, a cane is used on one side of the body and it can support up to 25% of the user's body weight. So you would essentially put the cane on the side that is ailing you and then you would use it basically like a reinforcement for that leg. Um, my sister was showing me how to use one uh, and I realized that it's actually like really helpful. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that you have to use it a certain way or else it's not actually helping you. Um, I've seen a lot of people use them wrong and it's okay, but I feel like they could be feeling a lot better if they used it correctly. Um, there's also another kind of cane, it's called a quad cane, and they offer more stability than a single tip cane, um so like, say that somebody has extra bad balance, they could use a quad tip, and, uh, that's kind of like the one that you would see with the, oh, tennis balls on it. Um, that would be considered a quad cane. Uh, that's more for people who really, really have problems balancing. Um, I don't know any younger people personally that use that, but I'm sure that there is tons. Um, but if, you need to put more than 25% of your body weight on the cane, it's suggested that you consider using a walker or crutches because that is not good for the cane and also not safe for the person because you could fall. Um, But some people also use electric or gas-powered mobility devices like golf carts or ATVs or... um, like personal electric uh devices like segways um i thought that was pretty cool i didn't realize that people could use a golf cart <laughs> as a mobility aid i mean that's awesome uh it makes me feel like i could own a golf cart and i would have a reason for it even though i live in ohio um but i think that's pretty cool but it's things like that and like wheelchairs and canes that make it impossible for people to enter places if they're not handicap accessible. Um everywhere needs to be at least a little bit handicap accessible according to the ADA. It's extremely important. Um you need to have an elevator if it's multiple stories. Um now some places do get away without it. I personally don't think that's right. Um but I guess I don't know, the law is failing us again. Um but there's also places where they don't have like working elevators all the time and we'll get into that one later. Um but it's really important like uh like if you go to the fair. Uh, we went to the fair this past year and this guy had a mobility scooter like an electric one, but he had it decked out to look like a motorcycle. And some people were, like, so mad because it was so flashy and it was so big and he was getting in the way and whatever. And I was like, he's literally not doing anything. Um, He's just trying to look at the bees like everybody else um, because they had a beautiful beehive. And uh, I thought that his mobility aid was killer. I really did. But I'm sure that there's lots of places that he couldn't get into because it was a little bit larger. Now luckily this place had like flat level entrance and like really wide doors um, because you know I mean most fairgrounds have like those big huge buildings Uh, so that was nice but I have also been places, I've stayed places and I have seen places that while I got to enjoy it I know that my sister could not have come with me and that's That's where the issue lies with having handicap accessible places. I know that people are trying to do better all the time, but I just want to continue talking about it because it's still an issue. It is still an issue all the time, every day. And I think that part of the reason why it's still an issue is because of the way that mobility aids are seen in society. It's it's not easy to walk with a cane or to walk with a walker especially being a younger person it's very difficult you feel judged you feel embarrassed that normal embarrassment the teenagers get like whenever they get a pimple or whatever and they feel awkward about it take that and amplify it by like 20,000 <laughs> and that is how you're gonna feel walking with something that your grandma or grandpa uses too and it's it's so hard. And so many people don't even realize that they are judging other people based off of it. They'll think, oh, well, no, like this is fine. Like my parents always said that people who use that are lazy and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, they're just pushing that wrongful stereotype. In fact, I was online and I was trying to figure out, like, statistics of, like, how many people use mobility devices and how many people use, like, which ones and whatever. And I found one on ncbi.gov. It has a chart of how many people use certain devices. Um, I have it posted on my Instagram And just canes alone have a total of 5,788,000 people use a cane. However, this site, along with many others that i found, are lacking in the statistics for younger people who are in need of a mobility device. This site says that the youngest person is 65 years old, That is something that needs to change. It was literally impossible for me to find a statistic on young people. I would type it in and type it in and type it in. And I would just keep getting the same results. And it was, like, really disheartening. Because I know that there's tons of younger people who are using these kinds of things. Like, why doesn't anybody care enough to post it on their website or to even... I don't know, do a poll. I mean, it's not that hard. Um, but yeah, it was just something that I thought was, I don't know. I don't know. Something about it just put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, like the number is still great and substantial and you know, those people are still important, but I don't know. It's like, It's like there's not a lot of exposure for people who are under the age of 65 and are having difficulties or need, like, special assistance. Um, But thinking about the rest of society, (laughs) now that I'm done talking about that, um, there is, like, basically, like, a protocol for people who have disabilities who need to use a mobility aid. Um, because, you know, there is people who do fake these things and it's not okay. But at the same time, there's so many invisible disabilities that it's also not okay to just assume that because you see somebody on a scooter who doesn't look like anything's wrong with them and they don't have a cane sticking out of the little basket, to just assume that they're just being lazy, you know? And, and that's the kind of thing that... We can't do as a society, like we can't just assume that everyone is being lazy, but what you can ask is you may ask that they provide like credible assurance that the device is used because of a disability. You have to accept all of these types of credible assurance, um the first one being. A valid state-issued disability parking placard, okay? Has to be, like, not expired, all that. Other state-issued proof of disability, okay? Anything like that, you can't dispute that, come on. And you also need to accept just a statement from that person that the cart or the other powered option used because of a disability Unless, like, you see them doing things that contradicts the statement. And I mean, like, it has to, like, thoroughly contradict it. Like, if somebody comes in and they're using an ATV or they're using a golf cart and you're, like, at the fair. I keep talking about the fair today. I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking about it. Um, And all of a sudden, you see them start sprinting. I mean, I guess, you know, I feel like that would kind of negate the reason for them using the cart but at the same time I don't know I don't know that's something to think about but even if somebody just looks at you and says no I need this for a disability you have to accept that you you can't argue you're not their doctor you know like you legally cannot argue that but you also are not allowed to ask about the nature or the extent of someone's disability is also true if someone is using a wheelchair or another manual mobility aid you cannot ask them like the extent of it it's like how you can't ask if someone has or like what somebody's uh service animal is for you can only ask is that a service animal yes whether they're wearing the vest or not it's still yes at this place that I used to work at we would get these girls in who would just have these dogs just barking and barking. <laughs> like, like you know, licking everything and just being a major problem in this tiny little place. And we weren't allowed to do anything about it. Because legally you can't. Even though it probably wasn't a service animal. I can't tell them. You know? It's just one of those things. Like, it's, it's one of those things where you have to say, <clears throat> mind your own business. Um, I've had people come to me um and say things like oh why are you parking in a handicap like you know that's a handicap spot right and I'm like well you know I got a handicap placard right you know um I had an old lady she was like well why do you need that you don't get to have the handicap placard and I was like well I'm disabled you're just old and like you know (laughs) might not have been very nice me to say but At the same time, I even told her, I was like, mind your business, it's free. Like, I, it's just one of those things that just baffles me about society is the fact that everybody wants to have an opinion on everyone else's lives. People act like they're so privy to each other's lives and I don't know if that's because of Social media, or just the sheer audacity of people these days, um, that they just feel like they have like full access to everybody's lives. I'm working on not telling people too much about myself because um, I have a bad habit from having Catholic school trauma where I feel like I have to constantly be like fully explaining every part of everything that I do because I don't want to look phony. I don't want to get in trouble. Like, I don't want people to just like discredit me. But I don't need to be telling everybody my business because nobody is privy to it. Nobody's privy to your business either. Um, Nobody is able to tell you whether or not you are disabled enough to use a mobility aid because mobility aids are just a human right in my eyes. Think in everybody's eyes too, but I don't speak for everyone. That is just one of those things. Like, don't look at somebody and say you need a cane, but you are so young, or oh my god, what happened to you? Like, probably nothing. They're probably just born like that. Like, <laughs> don't be rude, you know. Um, and it's it's just one of those things that I think that as a society we are getting better um, because of awareness on social media through podcasts like it bees like that um and other things I think that people are trying to do better um but at the same time I don't know part of me feels like some people are getting worse because it's like it's like the hate will just spread and uh it's just one of those things as a society I think that we need to put in check before it's too late But, anyway, speaking of society, (laughs) we're going to talk about real people in our society who have real stories. Um, The first story is going to be a write-in from my sister, Mac. Very special to me, very special to my family. Um, Mac has been through a lot, and I, for one, feel like if she hadn't have discovered that Kane's help, I don't think that she would be doing as well as she is now. She's about to graduate from college, and uh, I just think that's killer. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, the second story will be from a website that I found called Rolls.com, and I will talk about that um, while it plays. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. I've always struggled with my balance, but as I got older, it became more than a struggle to remain on my own feet. It became a struggle to simply feel safe, like I could walk down the hall without falling. This started after my second knee surgery as a child and progressively got worse as years went on. In high school, I would frequently get in trouble for being late to class because I was too scared to walk down a hall and in college, I was greeted by the same. The idea of using a cane first occurred to me my freshman year, but I really wasn't sure how to feel about that. I thought about the stigma attached to mobility aids, and I wasn't ready to mentally take this on. After lockdown, my balance problems all seemed so much worse. Having barely walked long distances for a year and a half, I was even more unsure of myself. I stumbled over my own feet, and the world suddenly felt so big and the ground so hard. Every time I walked down the hall on campus, I found myself nearly in a panic attack over being so scared and often unable to move on my own. It got so bad to where my fear consumed my daily life. And I was considering leaving school because I felt unable to function. Eventually, I decided enough was enough and got a random cane that we had lying in storage. I took a practice walk with it, and immediately things were feeling better. I comfortably walked around my driveway, an action that I hadn't done in years. The next day at school, I felt slightly rocky but the cane noticeably made a difference. Two years later, I'm doing great. I'm at a place of security that I haven't felt since middle school, and I find myself physically improving, able to walk further distances, and dealing with less pain. My cane has become as much a part of myself as an arm or a leg, though unlike those, I have multiple canes that I switch between to match my outfits. Getting a mobility aid at such a young age, especially one that is associated with a much older demographic, can be a stressful decision. You worry that maybe it'll make you physically worse or about how others will react, but choosing yourself and your safety is always the right choice. Thank you, Mac, so much for your story. Like I said, Mac is my sister, and I have watched her entire life lead up to this and the moment that she got this cane we were actually all a little bit concerned that it was going to impede her progress but after we saw what it did for her it it changed our minds completely um mag has i don't know like 10 of these really bougie light up canes from a really great instagram page it's called neo walk so n-e-o W-A-L-K. Um, so they're Neo Walk Sticks. And they are killer, obviously. Um, they are really expensive. But Mac has gotten a couple as gifts. Um, bought herself a few. Uh, it's just been awesome. I mean, she's got like almost every color. And the clear ones, it's really cool because there is these color circles that she can put over the flashlight that's at the bottom of the cane. And it'll make the clear canes whatever color she wants. Especially like the bubbles that are up through the middle. I will definitely be posting pictures of these um, on the Instagram. So if you guys want to check those out, you can. Uh, They're really, really bougie. Um, I've seen her get stopped literally everywhere that we go just to talk about these canes. Just to talk about like how beautiful they are. And Mac has had problems, like, at bars with people saying, oh, well, that can't be a real cane. How is that actually helping you? And I never understood that because it's literally the same thing. They're just cute. Um, also, in my opinion, I feel like they are way more durable than any cane that you could get at a Walmart. Um But the original one was actually my grandma's and uh, I put spikes on it. And so Mac loves that one. She still uses it. And yeah, that just was honestly a turning point in Mac's life. And I wish that we would have just done that sooner. I feel like she would have had a much better time. Um, She had a really hard time, especially in high school. Uh, because she would be late for classes and stuff, and she would get detentions. Um, It was a horrible school. I don't recommend it to anybody. Um, She ended up having to leave because of how ableist the school is. Um, And I say is because nothing has changed. Um, And ended up being homeschooled to graduation because of just how difficult it was for her to deal with this, like, two-story school um, because they barely, barely reached ADA standards. I mean, they had, like, two ramps and one elevator that only worked, like, 20% of the time. And there was teachers and office staff who, I don't even call them that, um, who... Literally gave her detentions because she would be late to class or she would be so deaf that she like couldn't answer the questions, um, and I had to get her out of some serious stuff. I think at one time she had twenty detentions because um, they had a list on the office window, like a shame list um, that had everybody's names with how many detentions they had, and uh, I got them all wiped. Yeah. I got all of them wiped because I got in trouble for basically getting mouthy with one of the office women. Um, And at the end, I never had to apologize for it. In fact, actually, I was apologized too, because of the fact that I was so fucking tired of how that school was treating my sister and was treating like my family, because we were lower income and my sister was disabled. So that was a whole thing. Um, and I definitely feel like if we would have known at the time, we definitely would have gotten Matt Cain sooner. Um, I really feel like that would have completely changed her life. I mean, I've seen her use wheelchairs, walkers, all that stuff. And it was always just as needed. Um, but the cane is all the time. And now we use the wheelchair every time that, like, we go to the fair or if we're going to go out somewhere that's, like, big, like a museum or something. um, It's just, it's really important. Uh, I actually always make sure that I have a car that will fit the wheelchair um, because I just, you know, I can't just strap it to the roof of my car. (laughs) That's not safe. You're going to ruin the car. It's, like, a whole thing. Um, But, yeah, like, Mac really dealt with a lot of issues so I totally understand why she would feel nervous about even starting to use canes um something that we really want for Mac is one of those uh, like the motorized wheelchair scooters um those would be awesome but there's actually a lot of problems with those uh just to get one through the insurance even though Mac would not use it in the house um Just to get one with the insurance, we would have to make sure that the house was set up in a way that the scooter would work, and um, we would have to have ramps installed on our tiny, tiny porch. Um, So I don't really know why they do it like that, um, but they do. However, I would definitely love it if Mac was able to get one of those motorized scooters. Um, We would probably get a minivan with like a nice ramp just to make things easier on her. But it's just one of those things that like insurance is so hard because they make you go through all these different steps and they like basically make you jump through hoops just to be able to get things. Um, But we've been pretty fortunate. We've been able to kind of work with what we got. My mom is really good with finding things. Um, She's very involved in like different Facebook groups and stuff that are for like disabled people. Um and so we've been able to fortunately get her a wheelchair and stuff for very cheap. Um and that's basically been like a godsend for Mac. So this is a story that I found on Rolls.com. Rolls dot com is actually a website that sells mobility aids very expensive ones, Um, but they posted the story of a girl um, who was in school who was dealing with these issues, and I thought that her story would be very relatable for some of my listeners. So here we go. It's titled, Mobility Aids at School. January 30th, 2023. So young and using a mobility aid? Such a remark can really hurt much like receiving a chronic illness diagnosis, especially as age does not determine the onset or severity of an illness. Seeing young people with mobility aids at school should be just as normal as seeing elders walking with walkers while grocery shopping. Carly Pistaca, a 23-year-old disabled university student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, shared her story of living with chronic pain while still dedicating herself to her studies and graduating with honors. With the support of her family and friends, as well as her roles, she can navigate campus and achieve her goals. Navigating stigma. For some individuals, mobility aids are a necessary tool, much like a pair of glasses. However, the societal perception and stigma surrounding the use of a rollator is not comparable to that of wearing glasses. The misconception that these tools are solely for old people is a significant reason why young adults may feel ashamed of their condition. Carly experienced this as well. I started using a cane when I had just turned 17 for my hip pain, which started a few months prior. I remember being embarrassed initially and how people would comment on it often. I also had a generic rollator before I got my Rolls Motion performance. I was pretty ashamed to use it. My grandma had the exact same one. Addressing the needs of young people when it comes to mobility aids means assisting them in feeling comfortable and confident enough to use the tools necessary to maintain their daily activities, such as attending school, socializing with friends, and participating in events. It is important that practicality and aesthetic appeal go hand in hand. I became much more confident in my relator use. I find my roles to be beautiful and stylish and it feels more like me. Conquering Challenges Having a chronic illness at a young age can require significant adjustments and longer timelines for achieving milestones, but goals can still be accomplished. The type and quality of support received is a crucial factor in determining a successful outcome, regardless of any delays. In my 12th grade year, I got to the point where I was bedridden and required surgery. I ended up having to postpone my final exams for high school and subsequently needed to take a year off for my health prior to attending university. I have definitely had times when I felt Close to giving up. Managing university and commuting with disability is difficult and can be exhausting. I am extremely grateful for my close friends and family and faculty for supporting me during these times. The help of a mobility aid. In addition to supporting mobility and allowing individuals to reach their desired destinations, Certain types of mobility aids can also serve a variety of other purposes. These may include providing a comfortable seating option, allowing the carry of goods, such as school materials, and promoting a sense of independence. I purchased a mobility aid for school for several reasons. With my pain, I find it very difficult to sit, especially for the entire duration of classes. I started to experience anxiety when going to classes because often the chairs were plastic and very uncomfortable. I am now able to always have a comfortable place to sit if I need it, whether it be between my classes or waiting for the bus. The Roll's motion performance has been fantastic as it can easily carry everything I need for the school day, rather than having to use a backpack. My laptop and books fit in the pouch, and everything extra fits in the below-seat basket. I even have a cup holder for my tea or coffee. I find that because of my relator, I can attend school more often. To know that I have constant support and a place to sit relieves a significant amount of anxiety and physical fatigue. Room for improvement. Carly acknowledges that the university has made significant efforts to improve accessibility for individuals who use mobility aids. However, there are still areas where additional progress could be made. For the most part, the pathways on campus are clear and easy to navigate with a rollator. Sometimes, I do struggle trying to find an elevator or an entrance with automatic doors. I remember in one of the buildings where I had class, there was no working elevator, which was extremely frustrating. Having these problems can lead to a lot of anxiety, so I urge that universities continue to make their campuses more accessible. Carly also believes that offering online attendance options for classes can be a beneficial solution for disabled students. With the pandemic in 2020, The introduction to online or remote courses was extremely helpful to me. Because of this, I am continuing to advocate for universities to offer hybrid or online courses to better accommodate those with disabilities. Social support. Having the support of loved ones can make a great difference in achieving goals when dealing with mobility limitations. And Carly is very grateful to have people in her life who are willing to help when it's needed. My family and friends keep me going, my mom and my partner especially. My mom does everything down to picking me up from school on a bad day, to loading my rolls in the car for me. Her and my partner have been there for everything, whether it be surgery recovery to being a shoulder to cry on. They continue to remind me of my strength, but also that it's understandable to feel frustrated or upset sometimes. I would not be where I am today without their support. At school, my friends have done everything from walking me to carrying my rollator up the stairs when there is no elevator. To look forward to. Dealing with illness can be mentally and emotionally draining, which is why setting and working towards goals, even small ones such as planning a vacation, can have a deeply nurturing effect on one's overall well-being and spirit. Even though I have days when I don't want to get out of bed or cannot function from the pain, I try to use that as fuel for pushing forward. Next to trying out new medications, tests, and therapies, I also try to have something to look forward to. Currently, me and my boyfriend are planning to go on a trip to Europe in a few months after I graduate in April. While traveling with disability gives me anxiety, a comforting thought is knowing that I will be taking my roles with me. And of course, planning the trip and imagining all of the amazing places I'll visit gives me a reason to push through the negative emotions. And that was the story that I found on com. It really sounds like Carly has been able to find her strength, been able to find... Her willingness to want to use a mobility aid. I felt like that was going to be something that people would relate to. Because I know... Sorry, I get a little emotional over it. But I know that it's hard sometimes to admit that you're having pain. And you're having enough problems that you need help. Um, and I think that her story is inspirational in a way because she was able to say, Look, I have so much pain, I have to have this. I I, I personally want to get one of these for my sister. I feel like it would benefit her so much. Um they're sixteen hundred dollars though. So that's crazy. Um but you know I'm just looking for what can help her. I for one um I definitely have a hard time sometimes and sometimes I'll have so much pain that we'll go to the grocery store and um, I'll use one of the carts and you would think that wouldn't be a big deal I mean I got metal rods in my back but it's embarrassing it's embarrassing you know it, it makes you feel inadequate and it makes you feel like a liar like the imposter syndrome is bussin Um, I, Andy literally has to pull the cart out (laughs) and then take it to a spot that there's no people so that way I can get in it. Um, because I'm too embarrassed. Uh, like what if I crash it? Like, I don't like the beeping sound whenever you have to back it up. Like I get so nervous about it and I get such dirty looks from it too. Um, I, I actually have a friend that works at the Niles Meyer and uh, whenever I go there and I have to use a cart, I keep my head down. Not that she would say anything to me that would be rude. I just I don't want people that I know to see me like that, you know? Um, so part of the reason why I chose this for an episode is because, you know, if I'm having problems with something as simple as deciding to use a cart at a grocery store then, like, I can't imagine what other people are feeling, you know? Um, I know that Mac, like, like she said in her story, like, took a while to get used to the idea of using a cane. But, you know, I don't think that I've seen Mac more confident in my whole life. And that is a gift in itself, you know? Um... Sometimes it's just really hard to be able to say, I'm not okay, I need help, this is what I think will help me, you know? I've thought about getting a cane for myself, um, just for like my really rough days, or like after my big doctor's appointments. um, Because sometimes after those osteopathic neuromusculoskeletal manipulation therapy appointments, or whatever that is, Um, sometimes I feel rough, uh, sometimes I can barely walk coming out of there, because they, like, they're really helping me, like, they're really, really trying to help me, and it's, it's wonderful, um, but I'll hurt for a few days afterwards. When I was working, I would take that day off, and then I'd take off the next day, and, um, I would want to take off another day, but I figured I was going to get fired, (laughs) um, Little did I know that it didn't matter anyway. Um, But yeah, not working right now is hard for me, but I know that it's going to get better um, because at least I'm focusing on myself. And I think that that's the same with mobility aids because while it's hard, you know that it's going to get better because it's going to help you be able to do the things you need to do to get to class, to hang out with friends, to go to the grocery store. And sometimes there's just extra help that's needed to help you survive in the world. Alright, and I just want to say thank you to everyone for your continued support. Please, please, please like, follow, and try and boost a bees like that as much as you can, please. <laughs> um, if you want, you're able to share it anywhere that you would like. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes. I feel like the more platforms I'm on, the better off I'll be. And I am like really excited because I feel like this is starting to get some traction, even though it's only the fifth episode. So yeah, um honestly it's because of you guys I love being a full-time freelance voiceover artist I love it I am so lucky and so blessed that I get to do this now it it was just like a dream before but now geez I just it's still surreal to me and it's only been like two months but it's like still surreal Um, so yeah, I just really want to say thank you to you guys. Um, if anybody has any suggestions for next week's episode, because I am not really sure yet what I'm going to do, I'll post it, um, once I figure it out. Please, like, send me a message. Um, if you have any stories that you want to write in, please, like, just send them over to me. Even if you wanted to write something for this episode, I know that I was waiting on one, um, But you can still send it and I'll just incorporate it into the next one. Like it's not a problem at all. But yeah, anyway, that's it for this episode. And I will see you guys next week with a mini Monday. And don't forget that all my links are listed below this episode in the description.